Cosmos Science, news, magazine, podcasts, video and features. It was just another day in the office when the call came in. Just as I was pouring myself breakfast. What's your question? My question is... Yes? Does the sun always rise in the east? Hmm, good question. This is a case for science detectives. Get me Ellen Fidian. Every morning for the past couple of weeks, the sun has shone through a window into the Cosmos office, directly onto my colleague Matt's desk. Where's my hat? No, I didn't bring it. Jacinta, do you have sunscreen? I need it. Again, I need it again. We'll have to go to the chemist. It's a warm Adelaide spring sun, and it's so annoyingly bright that Matt has started wearing a Legionnaire's hat at work. It isn't a very stylish solution, in my opinion, but it does protect his head and eyes. I've said it before, Ellen. You have no eye for fashion. But there's something a bit weird about this. Over winter, the sun wasn't coming through the window at all. I'm inclined to say that the sun has moved, but Earth is orbiting the sun, so that can't actually be the case. What must have changed is how we're seeing the sun. This has led me to a question asked by our education manager, Michelle McLeod. Does the sun always rise in the east and set in the west? I'm Ellen Fidian, and this is The Science Detectives, a podcast where we investigate the big and small questions in science. And today, we're investigating the path of the sun, and maybe a bit about the moon too, to find out why it only shines through some windows some of the time. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. It's something lots of us are taught from a very early age. But does it do that in a perfectly even line that repeats every day? Well, let's take a look at the evidence. I think that's got to be a no, or we'd get the same amount of sunlight lancing through our office window every day. So there's something else happening here. Case files. Okay, so what do we think we know about sunrise and sunset? Imagine the solar system as a disk, with the sun in the middle of it. The Earth is moving around the Sun in something that's pretty close to a perfect circle. The Earth is also spinning around itself as it orbits the Sun. That's why we see the Sun rise and set every day. It rotates from east to west, or from Sydney to Perth, so the Sun appears to rise in the east and set in the west. The Earth spins around an axis that goes right through the north and south poles. That axis used to point directly up and down from our orbital disk. But several billion years ago, scientists believe a massive asteroid hit the Earth and knocked it off kilter a bit. So the axis tilted. Now, the North and South Poles are sticking out from that orbital disk at an angle. Because the Earth is now rotating in a tilted direction, we usually don't get a perfect 12 hours facing the sun and 12 hours facing away every day. Instead, we get more or less light depending on which way we're tilted. 
At summertime in Australia, the southern hemisphere is tilted towards the sun, meaning it gets light more of the time. That asteroid also knocked enough material off the Earth that it formed another thing near us, the moon. The moon also appears to rise and set every day because of the Earth's spinning. But its rising and setting isn't tied to the sun. It can happen at any time of the day and night. The moon also orbits the Earth roughly every 27 days. But because the Earth is also moving relative to the sun in that time, a full lunar cycle, full moon to full moon, actually happens every 29 days. Neither the Earth's or the moon's orbits are perfectly even circles. They're both a tiny bit squished and off-centre. This doesn't have a huge effect, but it does make a tiny bit of difference to timings and when we see things in our sky. So we know we get more and less sunlight depending on time of year. But how does the sun's position in the sky change? Who better to answer this question, I thought to myself, than someone who talks about stargazing for a job? So I went to the Adelaide Planetarium. I'm Mary, Mary Adam, and uh, I'm one of the astronomy educators here at the uh, University of South Australia and the Adelaide Planetarium. Mary showed me a piece of software called Stellarium, which can be used to track movements of things across the sky. Planets, stars, constellations, and, of course, the sun and moon. It's free. You can give it a look online. While it helps to have a planetarium, a computer screen will work just fine to look at it. You can set it to any location on Earth and any time in the past or future to see where something will appear in the sky on that day. Mary first set it to Adelaide, which is where we both are, and about 3pm on a late September day, which was when we chatted. For us, the sun moves in a northern part of the sky because we're obviously in the southern hemisphere. So the sun at the moment, you can see here where it, the line of the sun's path this is what's called the ecliptic. And here we know the sun rises. We say the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. But if we actually bring our horizon around and face east, you can see this morning, this is using real time now, where the sun actually rose this morning. The sun was very much not rising exactly due east this morning. It was actually a bit south of that. What? And what's more, it changed based on time of year. If we jump forward in time, you'll see that from, from, you know, from month to month, it's going to shift. Can you see that? Right, okay. See that? This is, I'm, I'm just jumping forward a month. And you can <laughs> see, I'm going forward one month at a time. We get to a point where we reach that most northern point it can actually get to, which is about 61 degrees. So this is February, coming into February, or towards the end of February. So you can see throughout the year, it does change. We hit to that 61 degrees and then it'll go to its most southern point six months later. Now, if you drive home down any major roads when you, and you've got the sun setting in your eyes, from season to season, I actually myself noticed this shift and that it will move off towards the north at one particular time of the year. So the sun's rising and setting points are always east-ish and west-ish, respectively, but it changes depending on what time of year it is. Why does that happen? We can glean a few more clues when we look at the sun's whole path across the sky, which we call the ecliptic. It also helps to take a look at different latitudes. 
from the equator, the sun's literally going to go from here to here. It swings either side of the zenith, but it's always really high in the sky. See how it doesn't shift down towards the horizon much at all? This is why it's always warm up there. The sun literally swings from one side to the next. It never comes down low down like it does here. The further you get to the poles, the lower the sun will actually get in the north or, or the south, depending on which hemisphere you're in. But it's always very high in the sky. It swings literally from the Tropic of Capricorn to the Tropic of Cancer. And it stays between the two, which is why it's always warm at the equator, even in winter. Whereas for Adelaide, the sun drops right down in the, in the north. We have much longer rays coming through, you know, not warming up the ground for as long. Because of that old tilted axis, the angle at which the sun hits us is going to be a bit different each day and a bit different depending on how north or south we are. It's also going to be further north or south in the sky during the day. It's a long way north during a southern Australian winter, but it gets much higher in summertime. The Earth's tilt is the main reason we get higher and lower suns and seasons and slightly different sunrise and sunset locations. But there is one other tiny spanner to throw in the mix. But also, the sun actually doesn't sit in the middle of our orbit. So in our summertime, we're actually 5 million kilometres closer to the sun than we are in our winter. So again, I think that little bit of difference. I personally think that difference is why our sun bites in summer. It's a big difference. It's a very different sun when you go into Europe. You don't get that bite like you do here. So that's the sun. What about the moon? Does its path across the sky change? This is going to be fun. So the moon absolutely does. Mary showed me the track of the full moon across the sky in different months. The moon's orbit is tied to the ecliptic. So as the ecliptic shifts, or the ecliptic being the sun's path, as that shifts, so will the orbit of the moon, where we see it rise and where we see it set. And now what's really interesting here is we have a low sun in winter, but we have a high moon. And in summer, we have a high sun, but we have a low moon. So there's a really low sun in winter, but a really high full moon. I guess that's a pretty cool constellation for the long night. The full moon happens when the moon is on the opposite side of the sun to the Earth. That's why we see it as full when we're looking at it, the sun is behind us. So if we're tilted away from the sun in winter, we're tilted towards the full moon. It's going to be much higher in our sky. A new moon, on the other hand, is between us and the sun. So it's low when the sun is low and high when it's high. The moon follows the path of the sun, but it can't follow the path of the sun exactly, or we'd have eclipses all the time. So what's the deal? Well, the moon doesn't orbit in the exact plane that we see the sun orbit from. If you imagine the Earth's orbit around the sun as a flat disk, you might visualise the moon's orbit around the Earth as a smaller disk within that. But the moon's orbiting disk is not perfectly aligned with the sun's orbiting disk. It's tilted by about five degrees. This means we see the moon wander about the sky even more than the sun. It's moving just as the Earth is moving and rotating too. The moon comes off the ecliptic by about eight degrees or so, eight or nine degrees either side of it. So depending on where it is, you know, it, it can actually sit underneath here. So there are times where it will climb up that little bit higher or, or a little bit lower. 
it can sit about eight degrees either side of the ecliptic. And that's literally the path and the width of our solar system. All the major planets move within this much sky. You might want to check out Stellarium, or NASA's Eyes, which is a virtual solar system model. I found it helps to have a visual reference for all of this. So why is that sunlight shooting in the window each morning and sometimes forcing Matt into some questionable headgear? It's because of the Earth's tilted axis and the fact that we'll be pointed towards the sun more often than not for the next six months. The good news is by March or April, it should stop again. And at that point, we'll have some spectacular high full moons to look forward to. The sun always basically rises in the east and basically sets in the west because of the Earth's rotation. But it wanders a bit from perfectly due east and west, depending on what angle your point on the Earth is and what time of year it is. And the moon also follows the sun's path because of the Earth's rotation. But it wanders from that path a tiny bit more because it, too, is moving. That's it for this episode of The Science Detectives, a podcast from Cosmos. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love it if you could drop us a rating and a review on your favourite podcast app. It helps to get more interesting science to more people. We've also popped some links on more space science in the description of this episode for you to check out. If you have a question you'd like The Science Detectives to solve, you can head to cosmosmagazine.com. This episode of The Science Detectives was presented by me, Ellen Fidian. Production by Andrew Wyrell. Science Detectives is a podcast from Cosmos. For more science news, check out cosmosmagazine.com.